Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Booyah! And Travion has it now. We're talking Buckeye football. Hey, Woo! welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Thank you so much for spending time with us on this Thursday. Bull is out. Yep. In his spot is Mikey McNuggets. Tyvis in the hot chair in the middle. Once again, it's because this I'm doing it for G Bush. Are you doing it for G six? He's back tomorrow. He's got the throat bug going back on. tomorrow. So so is the voice better or is it still pretty scratchy? He wanted to work today. We said, G, we need you at full strength. We got a big Jill. weekend. We need you for we Friday. got a playoff game come Sunday. Potentially so if this were football. He would be a healthy practice scratch. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Get better. G, we need you tomorrow. Tomorrow's big day. Big day. 90 minute show here on the YouTube channel. And then 30 minutes on WKYC from 1230 to 1. Uh, quick reminder, if you haven't done it, hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button. If you're just finding us, you don't have to watch us 11 to 1. You can watch us whenever you want, 5 to 7, when you get off work, whenever you want. Tell your friends, all the Browns friends <coughs> that you know. I continually hear from people every single week, I just found this sports show you guys are doing. We've been doing this nearly two years, year and a half, and there are still Browns fans that have no idea that we exist. So tell your fr- friends that are Browns fans uh, and share the wealth. Big show today. Uh, Aditi's here. Yep. We always love it when Aditi's here. She's going to bring a lot of common sense to the panel that sometimes we lack. Well, <laughs> actually, often that we lack. Um, she seems to be our voice of reason on the UCSS. Uh, also, we're going to talk specific matchups about the uh, Jacksonville Browns game on Sunday. And also, I think there's a lot of gamesmanship going on on both sidelines. Doug Peterson is doing the same thing that Kevin Stefanski is doing. I don't blame either one of them. Why would you announce your starter when you don't have to? And you don't have to. And so right now, both teams are sort of in that limbo spot. I think an educated guest tells you who's going to start. We'll talk more about that uh, throughout the two hours. But first... Uh, Anthony Cantaspelli is in the is in the hot guys? seat today as the producer. Do you get nerved up when you slide over to that chair? Is it different for you in any way? No, honestly, now. when I started this, hated being on air, hated talking to the microphone. Everything really? behind the glasses helped. I'm fine. Like we're gonna have a great show today. And before we get into that show, I just want to remind everybody: as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot over on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's absolutely no better time to get in on the action. This app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you guys can go visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right. And one of our official partners here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, Do we have a winning ticket? I do have a winning ticket today, Steve. Do we have? If you want to take tag board, it comes from Brady McBride. He put a five-leg parlay down on the Cavaliers Magic game last night and turned eighty dollars into two hundred and fifty-nine dollars. Nice. He Ooh. had Benchero fifteen plus points. That's Mitchell easy. two plus made threes. Uh, Mitchell with four plus rebounds. Benchero with six plus rebounds, and Garland with fifteen plus points. To me, everything that seems like a <laughs> that's stealing. 
Listen, it seems like steal until you miss one leg by half a point. You could ask Earl. Earl no, I know, but yeah, those numbers in particular, morning. like, those guys, See, my problem they is, wake up with those numbers. My problem is, I, I, I'm one of those, I want to take $5 and make it 1000 like that. So you're you're going too yeah. many legs, too many long no, shots. No, I'm not. No, I would never go more than 10 legs. That, too, that's, but that's too many. That's, but, that's about too, nine too many. But you got to start. No, it's strategic. You got to start off with the guarantees. Like this is guaranteed to happen. So my buddy that does that, <laughs> when he does 10, he lays 10, he picks four locks, and then he mixes and matches the six that are, in his mind, the long shots on the ticket. Yeah. So he mixes and matches a lot to cover his, well, to you cover know, his you know, bat and also when, give you more chances. When you do it that way, when I do it that way, what I found out yeah. is the ones that I think is locks is the ones that miss <laughs> the, ones the that long miss. shots. Yeah. 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 I mean, like. yeah, it is really funny. And people are developing their own strategies. Some of them are better than others. Yeah. Some of them are a lot more risky than others, but the reward is certainly there is. if you can hit on those. All right, uh, we talked about the gamesmanship going on with the head coaches, and this is nothing new. Obviously, it's been going on in the NFL for years. DTR is in protocol, but was back at practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. It, it, he's not playing, guys. Well, he, a- he's a- not going to play. AVP said this morning he has one more box to check. And I have no idea what that box is. There was no specifics from AVP, but said there's one more box DTR has to check before he could be cleared from protocol. So yes, and that's true, but that's not so he can play. This that's just is to get all, out of protocol. All of the yeah. end, the end game here is are they going to play? It's the same thing in Jacksonville. When you look at what Doug Peterson is dealing with, you have you ever had a high ankle sprain? I have not had a high one, but I've had one. That was I had close. one. The doctor <laughs> said you'd have been better off breaking it, and I've heard that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look, can he come back and play? Yeah, it is highly unlikely, particularly in their situation. You want him healthy for the end of the season and in the playoffs. You could jeopardize all of that now. If this were a ticket on on our FanDuel app, Mm -hmm. and it's a two-leg parlay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to bet the house that our starters for Sunday are Flacco and Bethard. And I can't come up with a logical reason why either team would go in the other direction. Can you guys? I could not. Um, for the Jacksonville, like this game doesn't mean that much, you know. Like it means they, less to them than it does to exactly. us. Exactly to us is we're on a two-game losing streak. We're in the thick of things. We're like the last seed in the playoffs right now, so we're really fighting. So you got to come with a great game plan. If Jacksonville <coughs> loses this game, they're still first place in the division or in their division, and they're still in the playoffs. So. Yeah. I, they got Trevor Lawrence can sit out and they'll be they fine. They have breathing room. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. For us, Joe Flacco is the one that's practicing this week. Obviously, I know DTR practice on a limited basis, but it's the timing and still getting them plays. I, I just don't know. You're on know. day two of the game plan install, right? Exactly. I don't understand how you this guy, DTR, he's a rookie. He's already been trying to get this playbook down, and you're telling me on a short week. So is Joe, though. Yeah, that's true, too. This playbook. But Joe is a pro. Joe's been here. Joe understands, like, Joe went through a whole game plan last week. We even heard his coach say last week how much he enjoys getting a new install and, and going through the week with it. So with DTR on a limited basis and Joe full participant, 
I think right now he's getting the timing with the guys. DTR got to come back and get that timing back. Because it's not like he was starting for two games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, say, he didn't start for like six, seven games where he had the timing with everybody. He right. still got to redo everything again when he comes back. So if until he clears it all away, I'm rolling with Joe because right now Joe is getting those reps. Joe is in those meeting rooms. Joe's getting all the information. McNuggets? I agree it's Joe. But can I just play devil's advocate and make sure. the case for DTR just for the sake of this? Against the Rams. They had one elite pass rusher in Aaron Donald, yep. and the rest of their defensive line was so-so at best. Mm-hmm. They had no one who had more than three sacks. It was pressure from one point, one guy you could really focus on, and outside of that, guys that you thought you could win your individual one-on-ones with. Mm-hmm. Against Jacksonville, their defensive line is, they don't have that one guy in the same caliber of Aaron Donald, but they have the next four best pass rushers if you were drafting mm-hmm. pass rushers between the Rams and the Jaguars. Josh Allen, who we'll talk about in a little bit, has more sacks this season than Miles Garrett. Yep. Trayvon Walker was the number one overall pick last year. He hasn't fully figured out <coughs> how to put pass rushing moves together with his physical prowess, but he's an elite physical specimen mm-hmm. and has six sacks this season. Their defensive tackles have high pass rush win rates. They don't have a ton of sacks, but they're kind of forcing the quarterbacks to step out and lead into other sacks. So based on how Jacksonville's defensive line is constructed, I think that leads to DTR's mobility and escapability being a bigger factor. We saw Joe Flacco late in the fourth quarter against the Rams. When they did pin their ears back, he took a safety. He struggled mm-hmm. two straight well, completions after all, that third down. It, those were all obvious passing it, situations. Say, when, when, those are easy. Yeah, yeah. Those when are the easy. Rams were able to pin their ears back and get after yes. him. That won't be the case, I think, for four quarters on Sunday against Jacksonville. But I just think the way Jacksonville is able to get to the quarterback gives a little bit of a different issue and, and problems for whatever Stefanski wants to run offensively because you can't just funnel your offensive line to protect one guy. we got to cut off Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. We'll live with the rest. Yeah. So DTR, in that sense, may be a little bit of a better option than Flacco, but make no mistake, if I'm making the call, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, Joe Flacco's my guy and I'm not thinking twice about well, it. Well, I hear what you're saying there, but actually – Outside of Josh Allen, I'm not really worried about Trayvon Walker. Um, he's still got to figure things out, but Josh Allen is the key piece. He's, I think what he's saying is the the line as I, I, a team is really good. Is better than the, the Rams right. line as I, a team. I get that. Yeah. And what I'm saying is the defensive attack. We did a good job last week on the pass rush. I mean, it was wasn't to the end of the game where Joe Flacco was really feeling any pressure. Sure. I thought yeah. the offensive line played decently Very well. well. Very well. So with that being said, coming into this game, Josh Allen is the key. Yes, they got some defensive tackles that's really good, but that plays into the strength of our offensive line. In you the middle, Batonio, Pope, uh, Ethan, Poches, and yeah. Wyatt Teller. Yeah. So I don't think that the defensive tackle wins will be that significant. But that guy right there on that screen, that's the problem. That That's the guy that's got to get chipped, double teamed, and all of them. He's going to bring it. He's their Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that I know you're playing devil's advocate. And it's just for the conversation. But if Kevin Stefanski stands in front of the media and tries to sell that to the media, it's they're not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. The fans aren't going to buy it. In my view... This is, and you mentioned, it's interesting, you mentioned that this game is more important to the Browns, and I do agree with you. Mm -hmm. But consider this, if the Browns win outside of Jacksonville winning their division, which four weeks ago seemed like a slam dunk, it's no longer a slam dunk. If the Browns win this game, that leaves the Browns and the Jags tied for the wild card. Mm -hmm. If someone were to pass Jacksonville, also it would give the Browns a big leg up 
because of the head-to-head. So, although it is bigger for the Browns, I think it's marginally bigger for the Browns. I mean, this isn't, I don't, I still don't think it's worth rolling your starting quarterback with a high ankle sprain out there. Let Lawrence get well. You do have the luxury of having at least a game at hand on the competition. Mm -hmm. But suddenly, if Indianapolis and Tennessee are to pick up wins this weekend and Jacksonville loses, and you look at the standings and it's a three-way tie, You've got four games to play. Nothing is, is assured for Jacksonville if that's the case, particularly because you don't know how long this is going to leave Lawrence on the sidelines. It could be two weeks. It yeah. could be four weeks. <coughs> it could be six weeks. Yeah. And they, they may send him two weeks because Jacksonville has the Browns this week, the Ravens next week, but then they end the season with Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Tennessee at home. Yeah. <laughs> so they have three, three games towards but the I'll, end. I'll that you, Carolina game is, is easy. Tampa's going to be fighting for the division lead for their for their division title. It's an important game for them. And yeah. Tennessee, I just always frisky. I, I they yeah, are. They're, you know, frisky. I know we looked at Houston's schedule and they still have two left with the Titans. You know what Vrabel does down there. Vrabel's guys aren't yeah. going to quit. What? Where is those games at? Is it home or away? The the Which, last game against Tennessee, I know, is home. Uh, Jacksonville. Oh no, the final game of the season. I apologize. Is in Tennessee. They are home against the Ravens and the Panthers at Tampa Bay. At Tennessee. Well, as we found out yesterday, they, when we had when they the played on reporter on from Jacksonville, they're better on the you road. can reverse they're their better success. On the road. Yeah. They're far better on the road than they are at home. That's I can't why, explain That's it. why I asked, because I wanted yeah. to see if they was on the road. So, Tennessee, they should probably they win. Beat Tennessee and, 34-14 earlier this yeah. season. They're well, better than Tennessee, but yeah. you know what? You just can't do that game anymore in the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah. Tosh, I, have a, I have a question for you. This is another reason I would go Flacco, and I want to think twice. And, Jay, you talk to Betsy Kling upstairs every day. You got the weather report. It's supposed to be windy. Like, very windy on Sunday between 20, 30-mile-an-hour mm. wins. If any quarterback in the entire AFC North right now, and Joe Flacco counts for that, is accustomed to playing through weird, windy. not great, yeah. windy conditions. That's why he was drafted. It's Joe. Casey Keeler said that yesterday. It, it's Joe Flacco, and he's played not only in Cle- – he's phenomenal in Cleveland. We'll talk about that tomorrow in the McNuggets five one, stats. Something like Nine that. and two in his career in Cleveland. Nine and his and numbers are, are very, very good. But a guy that has the arm strength to cut through the wind mm-hmm. – I mean, as a defensive back, like, did that actually make it? We hear it all the time that that's why the, yeah, the Bills drafted it. Josh Allen. Like, does, does the wind really affect passes in the extent that? Yes, it does. How was Beathard in the wind? You play, you, you guys were together in San Francisco. Well, the thing about Beathard is that actually this is funny. The season that Jimmy got hurt was the season that we didn't play one game in cold elements. Wow. It was unbelievable. It was the, it was the best season <laughs> of my life because I didn't have to worry about being cold. But we actually played every game warm, so I really can't answer that question. But he, he went to Iowa, so. Yeah, you would yeah. think he could handle the right. elements. And, and when you talk about, you know, Joe Flacco, I think the biggest difference between Joe Flacco and DTR is Joe Flacco brings that, that calmness to it. It's like when you go out there with Joe, it's like everything might be going crazy, and Joe will be like, Calm down, guys. This is what we're going to do. And you need that on the field because over the course of an NFL game, it goes up and down. It's really an emotional roller coaster. You need that one steady guy. That's why I think Kevin Stefanski is so good because no matter what situation is going on, he's the same. I feel that same way with Joe Flacco. I mean, his leadership on the field, the way he went in that game last week, we all watched it like, man, this offense, you know, we've been thinking all this time we need a mobile quarterback to do all these, these fancy things and run this Kevin Stefanski offense. And he's not mobile at all, and everything was still boom. Passes well, they, was crisp. They, they, they changed it exactly. to fit his skill set, exactly. and they did a terrific job, I thought. And I think, and I think with him, he knows how to win games. DTR is playing to 
kind of not lose essentially because, like I said, he he knows he's the quarterback. He's going to be here, yeah. But he wants to get better every week. When you say that, you mean he's more managing it, yeah. Trying to, you know, maybe we can get by with fourteen points in the yeah, defense like rolls I, aces. I, I just feel like with DTR, it's like. Yeah, I know. But I, with Joe Flacco, you can be an aggressive. Yeah, player. go ahead, Joe Flacco, because he's he's gonna do it. Yeah. Joe, Joe's like, listen, I know I can make this pass. I'm gonna well, let it rip. I like what Casey Keeler, his his college coach, told us yesterday on the show, is that he the one thing he kept calling him unique, 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 and mm-hmm. I said, what are the characteristics? And he goes, very quickly answered this, he's not afraid to fail. Yeah, and I think I you know Brett Favre always used to say, you got to have a short memory. Mm-hmm. You can't remember the pick you just threw trying to squeeze one in between an impossible window. And I do think Joe Flacco, I wouldn't call him a gunslinger so much, Mm -hmm. but if you look at his career, the one thing that I think has been a common, even going back to Pittsburgh when he transferred to Delaware, Mm -hmm. is he has believed in himself in the micro, in game situations, Mm -hmm. and then in the macro, one of the biggest onion moves in the history of onion moves for players Mm -hmm. was what Joe Flacco did going into the final year of his contract in Baltimore when he had a pretty sizable offer on the table said no you know what I'm gonna play this out I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the last year of my contract which is rarely done Mm -hmm. and he bet on himself and they won a Super Bowl and he was the MVP and I think right there is why I like him a little better the big word Right. He knows he can do it because he's he's done it in the NFL. He's won a Super Bowl, so he knows how to do it. Yeah. DTR is young. He's still trying to figure out if he's confident enough to do that. He's been able to make some throws, but he hasn't had a complete game where he was just like, oh, I know I'm, yeah. I belong here. Right. He's still yeah. trying to figure it out. And you talked about a gunslinger. I'm not giving all of the McNugget stats for tomorrow away, but 18.3% of his passes against the Rams mm-hmm. were into what PFF considered tight coverage, a tight window. The seventh highest percentage of any quarterback. One out of five. Only one turnover-worthy throw on those attempts, which means he was trying to fit him into tight windows, and he was placing the ball extremely accurately, which leads to a lot of success. I I do have one more Flacco question for you guys, though. Is there any chance we're getting a little too far ahead of ourselves on the Flacco hype? based off one game, yes. especially when the fourth quarter, <coughs> it was a great three quarters. The fourth quarter, not nearly as good. And obviously there's situational reasons why mm-hmm. the Rams knew they had to pass more. They understood it was a one dimensional offense at that point, but he was really good for three quarters. The fourth quarter, not nearly as good. Mm-hmm. Maybe are we getting a little too far ahead of ourselves? I mean, yeah. I'm just asking. I'm I just mean, asking. that's just the fan in us. But I think that the reason that a lot of people are confident in him is because he was able to make those throws. Mm-hmm. You know, it. it's not every pass he throws is going to be in tight windows. But if you can make those, that's confidence. It's Hell like, yeah. all right, this guy looks good. The offense looks really good. Some people say it's one of the best quarterback performances we had this season. Earl said it was the best. Earl is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I don't hey, know. Look, Earl, I'll, stop I'll, doing that. Of, Jay, stop Jay, doing that. Outside of Tennessee, Thanks. Sean. Oh, okay, that's, but, no, that's, okay <laughs> but other than that, this was without, I don't think, without you any say question. One of. I think one of the one, Yeah, one of and the best is two totally different yes. states. Exactly, but it's putting it in that upper echelon of quarterback performances. Here's the, you asked the question, are we getting out of ourselves, either as a media or fan base or the coaches? I don't think we are, and I, I'll tell you, I, I almost think that the biggest detriment to this team is about to become one of our biggest advantages. Follow me. Nobody likes to change quarterbacks. It sucks. Yes. The rhythm is off. The timing is off. Your leader changes. It's like you're cutting the head off the beast and putting a new one on. Mm-hmm. However, 
it, while it has sucked in the moment for the Brock, think about the quarterback questions. We've asked one almost every week. We've had three <laughs> this weeks, year. Uh, four weeks all season. We've yes, gone into where a we Friday. Knew what was going on. Yeah, four. So while that is turmoil and disruptive and very difficult to manage in the moment, mm-hmm. the good thing about it moving forward for this football team is they're used to nothing else but change. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I say what's been their detriment in this quarterback revolving door is going to be their advantage because it is week to week. I don't think anybody, fan base, media, or the coaching staff, mm-hmm. is ready to pound their fist right now and say it's Flacco or die. No. No one's ready to do that. We're doing that on a week by week basis. So let's put Joe out there. Let's see what he looks like. If he can duplicate or even improve upon what he did last week, mm-hmm. then it's easier for fans to start thinking, yeah, he's our guy. We've yeah. seen it twice. Let's roll with Joe. Against a, a pretty good defense. Y- yes, yeah. what would be a good defense? But here's the thing. If Joe turns into week three, 2022 Joe, and he starts to precipitously decline in front of our very eyes. Go back to DTR. Then you say, it's okay. We'll go to the bullpen again, and we'll bring DTR back. And this team, if nothing else, is used to changing on the fly. And I, wonder, I, I wonder how frustrating. Is it frustrating for, you know, the offensive line and the receivers to <laughs> to have to continuously change the way? Because obviously with Joe Flacco, you block differently than DTR yeah. and Deshaun Watson. Or if I'm a receiver, I got to run my routes. Up. Sure. Just a slight touch different. It probably is frustrating, but Ty, look at this. They, they've had time with either of these guys now. And so Walker, if they do have Watson. to flip a switch and go back into DTR mode, you can, you they, they do just it. flip the switch and they go back into DTR mode. That's yeah, true. And I think as this, this carousel keeps careening back and forth, Flacco's here for the ride for better or worse. I think this probably is one year with Cleveland. DTR is the long-term answer at yes. two. We, we'd assume. Mm-hmm. If you had gone, let's, let's say DTR is healthy, just for the sake of this. If you had gone back to DTR, then he performs poorly, and you pull him again and put Flacco in, I don't think there's any going back to DTR for the rest of the season. That's but by, letting, this year. by yeah. letting Flacco just kind of ride out what he did against L.A. and seeing how long you could sustain that level of play. I mean, you go back to last season against the, uh, when he was in New York. Mm-hmm. His first two games were good, games three and four. Went down the hill, and part of it's because the offensive line was atrocious in New York. Sure. But he's also, he was 37 or 38 at the time. You know, he's older. Yep. There may not be as many as much ammunition in the right shoulder as so, he so once had, but you got to let Flacco ride, and then if Flacco tails off, are you saying you go put a DTR back? Are in. you insinuating that what is it? Five games left. Yeah. In these five games, does he finish all five? Not games? a chance. Well, look, <laughs> odds will I, tell I, you. I think there's not a chance. That no. If you if you're setting odds for that, be careful because the Browns haven't had the same starting quarterback yeah. for four straight games. Yes, <laughs> you got a point yeah. And we're talking about what would be six straight starts for the oldest one of the bunch. Yeah. So at at some point, DTR is going to be back out there as a starter. I'd be shocked if I'd tell you yes. Okay. I'd be Uh, shocked whether it's by injury or performance. So let's do this as we wrap up the quarterback talk. I I just think that the DTR thing makes sense because of the protocol. Mm -hmm. Had he not been concussed, he probably been out there. I kind of think that you would have had the advantage of making that decision Monday when you install the offense, Mm -hmm. but you didn't know. And you got burned one time earlier this year when you thought it was going to be one guy and ended yeah. up being mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. I think the coaching staff learned their lesson mm-hmm. and said, look, we have, to, we have to plan for Sunday with what we know on Monday. Yeah. And what they knew on Monday was 
They didn't know what DTR's availability was going to be. So I think they installed the game plan for Joe. They're going to move forward. It's going to be Joe for this week. But after this week, when DTR is healthy and the coaching staff won't be able to tell the media, DTR wasn't available, so this was an easy decision. Next week, there's going to be a decision to be made. Do you think that one of the other gives the Browns a better chance, all things equal, moving forward? Like, would you rather close out the final four with DTR or with Joe Flacco? So what I would tell you is, from a, from a standpoint, from strictly this standpoint only, at, after this season, who's still going to be here? It will be DTR. So you got, and we, and we, the, re, the problem with this season has been, we haven't had a, back, a veteran backup quarterback. So take the last four games. For better or worse, well, he even gets, if it means you miss the playoffs. For better or worse, no, I just for I, better I, I, or I worse, not, no, that's you got to get that man ready. You got to get him ready. That's terrible so logic. He, what, you is, can't what is punt, his record? You can't punt on this season. I don't care. PTR about that. is what? So, one so you're going to sell to your fan base, we missed the playoffs, but I want to give you a silver lining, guys. If Deshaun gets our backup quarterback is going to be ready next year. Yeah, come on, Ty. Come on, This Sunday tells a lot. Yeah, Ty, you, you, are within reach of a playoff position. They, You're currently sitting let, let in a playoff position. Okay, Jay. You go for broke me, for that playoff Let me ask position. y'all this. You're not thinking about next year's backup quarterback. Wait a minute. Let's think Jay, about, I'm with you. Let's think about this. Let's do it. Let's think. If the Browns don't make the playoffs this season, yes. how many people are going to be upset? A Everybody. Lot. No, they're not. Rightfully so. No, they're not. Yes, they you will. Because they're going to say, well, the Browns overcame a lot. No, listen. So, the no, Browns, they, they, were, they were killed Time, it's still through the mental gymnastics to they, get they, that ball. They went through four quarterbacks. We're currently in the playoffs. And they, they missed it by one game. And it's just, it's unfortunate, but we understand. No, it's going to that, that, That's what will happen. It's going to That's it, what it people would say. Suck. A lot of people would be like, we went. It was a magical season. No. They did a lot of great things. They overcame a lot. But you're crazy. I know Just Tyvis doesn't drink. Injuries. He doesn't do drugs. Tell you. That's what they're going to say. Don't put someone in your crispy Watch. This morning, if, they look, if they don't make the playoffs, that's what everybody's going to say. Have you they seen our, have you seen our fan base? is legal in the state of Ohio. Put it in the chat. Did you? Yeah, did you yeah. Will you be upset? Poll it. If the Browns the fans, don't They're going to be upset if the Browns miss the playoffs this year. Poll it. I bet you it's 80% yes, 20% no. It's going to be 100% yeah. yes. Because listen, Y'all it's is, not just the it's Browns. Not, then that's unreasonable. When no. have you known Browns fans <laughs> to be like, that's cool, man. We're good. But it's not just the Browns. Uh, Joe Burrow's out. The year Justin Herbert's been terrible this year. Got hurt. It, it messed up the shoulder. You know, they, Baker. Baker? Yeah, yeah, Baker never pissed off the fan base. No, they never the year got before that, they were in the playoffs and they were – a fourth and long but I'm saying, from making it to the FC Championship every, game. Everybody knew after, once Baker got hurt and continued to play, it was like, we ain't going to play. Yeah, and I think the general mood of the fan was like one of acceptance and understanding. <laughs> I'm having Earl mark this down for like worst take of the year. Yeah, yeah thank, put it thank in, you. Put, thank it, you. put it down. Go ahead. Oh, so look, down. At, look at the rest <laughs> of the AFC, last point real quick. But like, this is the season. And I know it sucks that the Browns have had so many injuries. But this is the season that you could have seized a stranglehold on the AFC. I mean, you look at all the injuries, not just to the Browns, who have suffered more than any other team, but Joe Burrow's out. The Chargers suck. Josh Allen hasn't been Josh Allen. The Chiefs, for the first time in the last half decade, look relatively gettable. Pittsburgh has Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Are they you, had 11 games so in are Canada. you insinuating like, if they go to the playoffs, they go into the Super Bowl? No, no. I'm just saying. This is, this is so the wait, year but, where... So, you know what we're saying? So, Here's what we're saying. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah, just let me in the front door yeah. of the party, and then let me see what kind I of see, dance partner you know what? I can come I start, up with. I'm starting to see why the people 
Uh, when you was back at ESPN, used to do you like they did. Why? <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> that, that's cute. Listen, because yeah. everybody yeah. wants to get in the playoffs. You have a chance. That's yeah. true. I can guarantee you this. That's true. The winner of this year's Super Bowl is guaranteed to make the playoffs. That's a fact. All of the teams can't that missed that. the playoffs. I can't argue that I at all. You this. <laughs> all of the teams that missed the playoffs have a 0.0 chance of winning the Super Bowl. Well, so <laughs> what? give me a chance. That's Matt. Hey, that, that, hey, you know what, what, is that, what does the chat say? You. Even I, the Kansas City right game when, when the, in 2020 when the Browns lost, that was house money. We knew we were going into the Lions' den. We knew we had no chance to win there. But they gave you a but shot. what happened? They gave you a chance. And you know what they did? <laughs> they gave us three and a half hours of the most exciting football of the season. Mm-hmm. They got our hearts pumping. Remember the touchdown that they took away from us before the uh, halftime mm-hmm. on the fumble into the end zone? And we Higgins, all right? complained Clear. about what a stupid rule. Like all of those moments, that's reach. why we're fans. That's what we live for, those moments. Can you imagine? So you, you want to relive that pain? Like no, that? I want another chance to get it right. <laughs> there you go. I hear you. And before you read It's the about results, opportunity. I hear you. I'm going to make a prediction. I think it's the first time in the show's history that the chat's going to agree with Jay Crawford. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, if they don't the agree with me time. on this, I quit. Actually, don't say that. I don't, don't want to change it right now. No, I, 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 only, I, I, say, so I, I really get. don't want them to agree with me because this is the same group that has told us that the best <laughs> owner in Cleveland is Jimmy Haslam. And what, <laughs> that's a fact. I hate to break it to you, Jay, but as we wrap up the segment, yeah, they agree with you. It's I mean, they have to. It's not really agreeing. It's disagreeing with Tyvis. Yeah, disagreeing with Tyvis. That's why I'm looking at this. 21? 21% so agree with 80-20, just like I yeah. thought, yeah. Ty? It's 21 people out there that, that understands how this season has been, and if you don't make it, you understand why. You know why. Now, that, that's look, there's, always, there's always – that, that's, so that's, that's what I like to call the postpartum. Like, yeah. that's when you go back and you dissect the season. In 2020, it was pretty clear – Baker trying to play through the shoulder. That's where the season came unglued. Mm-hmm. If we do, when we do the autopsy on this season, if it ends without them going to the playoffs, there's going to be 15 circles on the schedule. Well, it, it, here when Deshaun first got hurt, here when he really got out, mm-hmm. here when they thought DTR was going to be the backup and ended up being the starter, here. So there's all these moments. Yeah. But here's the beauty of where we are right now. We're 12 adverse steps into this season. And when you look at the playoff picture, we're going to the playoffs. Yeah. I would. I hope so, so. so that's like you're running the hundred and at the 70 yard mark meter mark, you're in contention to make the finals. Like I say, like this, just keep running the race. This Sunday, this Sunday's a big game for me. It's a big game. If they go seven and six, are you, are, is that it for you? Do you think that the season? No, cause I think they can still win out their last four. Earl will be upset because the Kool Aid is gone. But. Yeah, he thinks they're gonna win <laughs> his hair's gone. If that's the case, yeah. So. But no, because no, I, I think I still believe that their schedule is very favorable for their last few games. Outside of this, the next big game is the Houston. Texans. Yeah. So I still feel like they got. If a Flacco is Joe Flacco from last year, couple of picks, maybe a touchdown. A lot of sacks. Do you do you then say, okay, it's DTR time again, and yeah. you go back to DTR? Yes. Yeah. All right. I do too. Mm. I don't think there's really any discussion about that. But if he, he plays, he, I don't think he's going to drop. If he off. plays it's, it's his as job well as he, he did last it. week, yeah. 
he's got the job for another week. His job I agree with that. Good. I agree with that. All right. You got to read, right, Ant? Yeah, and you know, guys, the injuries are really piling up for the Browns, but everybody should be empowered to take care of themselves just like our Browns players and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation, licensed pharmacy, Pharmacy medical delivery and ongoing consultation. Don't get caught unprepared. You guys can get $20 off these life saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKED ON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is J A S E medical.com. Very good. You never know when you're going to need those life saving <coughs> antibiotics, but when you need them, they're Jace. important because they're life saving. Mm-hmm. So Jace now medical. you know where to go. If a situation arises, it's all about Jace Medical. All right, um, you touched on it earlier. This is going to be an interesting matchup, as last week was, on the defensive lines. Obviously, the Rams with an all-time great in Aaron Donald and the Browns with a really dinged-up and highly ineffective Miles Garrett didn't really turn into the showdown that we thought it would be. And obviously, these guys are never on the field at the same time. But you're comparing production. You're looking at what Miles Garrett's going to do. And then you're also going to compare it to what Josh Allen is doing. Um, who do you guys have more confidence in being a, a, a deciding factor in this in this football game? Who's going to have the bigger impact? It's uh, – can we start with a different question to get to this? <laughs> sure. I, I just don't know how healthy Miles is. The Miles that was, against, That's part of my answer. I mean, yeah, that's part of everybody's The Miles answer. against L.A., was rendered ineffective. Now, he's still at a yep. decent PFF grade. Miles being on the field, just himself on the field, if he had two casts on his arm and two casts on his legs, he would still draw double teams on every pass rush attempt. So he has the, uh, he has the gravitational pull that other guys don't have just <coughs> by his mere presence. But I don't know if he's 50% healthy, 70% healthy, 90% or 30%. He said afterwards it didn't bother him. Well, it didn't, it didn't look me. like that from watching him. I'll just say no, it like that because no. the Rams' offensive line isn't particularly great, and he put up a goose egg. And I understand stats don't tell the full story. He was getting chipped and double teamed, and the, and the Rams were focusing and sliding protections to his side. And they but, schemed for him very, very effectively. And, and kudos to Sean and, McVay and for doing that. And you're able to do that because nobody else stood up. I think you said yesterday, if you start a game and you're double teaming somebody and the other guys have to beating win. you every play – you start sliding a third player over. Mm. That never happened. In fact, there were times where he wasn't double teamed. I noticed a couple different occasions where the Rams felt like they could take him with one guy. And that nobody else on our defensive line stood up. And no. that, that, I think, was the difference in the football game. Stafford wasn't even dirty at the end. And Flacco wasn't dirty till the very end. Like right. the, the offensive line held up for three and a half quarters. That last seven-minute stretch from the interception on, and once they knew it was a passing <coughs> situation, the Rams were able to pin their ears back and get after him. But based on my un- inability to know how healthy Miles is, yeah. despite the fact that Jacksonville's left tackle got hurt on the same play Trevor Lawrence did. He did. Walker mm-hmm. Little, who'd been playing very well this season, mm-hmm. yep. and he'd been in and out with Cam Robinson. They've been, been switching mm-hmm. left tackles, but when he'd been playing, he'd been healthy. I'm not sure who their left tackles. I haven't heard an update from Doug Peterson on They Walker haven't given Little. us one yet. Despite that... Just because I don't know how healthy Miles is. If you're telling me I get L.A. Miles versus the Josh Allen we saw destroy Cincinnati's offensive line, he has seven sacks in his last four games, I don't know how you go against Josh Allen. He's been one of the hottest pass rushers 
in football over the last month. He has more sacks than Miles on the season. These two in a head-to-head matchup, it's never, like Jay said, it's never them on the field against each other, but when you're going for these all-pro votes, there's only four defensive end edge rusher spots. Miles is fifth in sacks now, Josh Allen's fourth. It's not a sack number that creates it, but I just don't know how you go against Josh Allen in this sense because you have no certainty of how healthy Miles is. He said he was healthy after L.A., but you can't tell me you watched that game and saw the same I, level of Miles Garrett that we had yeah. seen the previous couple weeks. And I'm not one to call Miles a liar. He shouldn't lie. He shouldn't say he's banged up. Don't give anything away. But I, I think he's closer to 50% than 100%. I think give me Josh Allen <coughs> over, over Miles Garrett Before Garen you can situation. answer this question, you have to sort of dive into giving an educated guess on where you think he's going to be. That's what yeah. I did when I started yeah. thinking about what he's going to be able to give the Browns Sunday. I'll let you go first. I mean, you can either talk to how healthy you think he's going to be based on where he was Sunday or just go for it and say based on where he was in L.A. Yeah. I mean, if, he, if we get L.A. miles, no. Yeah, I don't think yeah. this is even yeah. a conversation. Josh I, Allen is playing his best football, of, the best football of his career. Yeah, yeah. He is. I will say, <laughs> this is what I'll say. West Coast is tricky. Just being out on the West Coast is just tricky for the, for Cleveland. I don't know what it is. Oh, and nine. It's tricky for a, a exactly. lot of people. They haven't won a West Coast game. You can saying. use that as an excuse no. because they were acclimated to the time zone. I ain't worried about that. I'm just saying. It's just weird. Just playing there. in California. Everybody. It's just weird out there. It's just weird. <laughs> when the Brown, when the, when Cleveland plays the West Coast, whether they, it's basketball, they, baseball, not good. whatever. It's just weird. Okay. However, so when you I w- think that was I, it's an anomaly. Okay, that's what I'm waiting <laughs> it's an anomaly. for. I ain't going against Miles. So I ain't, Miles is going to be the, the one that's going to make the bigger impact in this game. Why do I say that? I say that because now that they're back at the Browns stadium, where does the Browns play their best? At home. Exactly. So with that being said, it's going to be so much energy there that even where if, does Jacksonville play their best? On the road, but okay. who got who's missing the left tackle? Both teams. Technically, yeah, we I mean, are. We too, but you know, what I, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> we are no, the don't. one. The one that we has is playing. That played last week is playing this week. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> what? what is that? Who the Browns broke camp with, saying it's going to be their left tackle? Me, I didn't even know the guy's name when they broke camp. He wasn't have you noticed him? I'll give you. I'll give you that. <laughs> Drug Christians played well. Now he even graded out well. He graded out well. Stefanski last week was yeah, a little he different. Played well, but the Browns have gone to a lot quicker, like quicker passing concepts to get yeah. the ball out, so they don't have to rely on Jaron Christ, uh, Drug yes. Christian to hold up. But he's he's done a really good job. And the play action right, so neutralizes yeah. the defensive rush. So the reason the reason I'm going with with Miles. Uh, over Josh Allen is for that reason right there. I think Kevin Stefanski does a really good job with the bootlegs, with the running the ball. I think he'll be more running the ball this week. I, I think do bo- too. I think both teams are really trying to run the ball more. Yeah. However, Joe Flacco is the more of the vet in this situation, so he knows he knows that pressure's coming. He knows he got a clock in his head. He knows to get rid of the ball. CJ, I told you, I played with him. CJ is the guy that's going to try to make a play that with his legs if he needs to extend plays. Is he mobile? It's a little bit. Not, I think he's he just not, mobile yeah. enough. Yeah, he's, he's mobile. mobile enough. I wouldn't More put him in the mobile Flacco. quarterback right. camp. Yeah. 
But so, which is which I think is going to get him in trouble. That's what I. Oh, really? That's why I think Miles is going to end up getting a sack I, because I, I think, think he's going to try to see. He's going to see something and try to extend. He it, will leave the pocket and he's going to run into a sack. That's okay. What well, I think. that hey, that would be great. That's I, a good point. I, the, my, here's my answer to it, and it's just based on the information I currently have. Mm-hmm. He's hurt. <laughs> I, I, he can tell us he's not hurt. All he wants to he's, tell us he's yeah, not he's hurt. hurt. We all remember the image of him from two weeks ago when he couldn't left, lift his left arm. We also re- remember that Mary Kay told us that he had to have assistance putting his shirt on. Mm-hmm. We've all had injuries like that. They do get better in mm-hmm. time, typically not in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, I know he did look better in terms of his, the things he was able to do with his arm mm-hmm. last Sunday, but he didn't look like Miles Garrett. And if you study the box score, he was invisible. He didn't make the trip to Los Angeles. Yeah. So I, ju- I have to, you, I have to weigh that into the equation. Mm-hmm. And we're comparing him to a guy who is already an elite player. Yeah. Who, oh by the way, happens to be playing at the best level of his entire career. Mm-hmm. I think Miles was for the year yeah. playing at his best yeah. level, but I hope I'm wrong, and I hope we see a burst from him in a play early in the game to let us at least relax and knowing that, oh, he has it in the tank this week, mm-hmm. unlike last week. But if I have to bet money on who's going to have the bigger impact, I have to go with Allen because I just think it's the smart play right they're, now. If they're both healthy, right? Let, oh, let, then let, give me miles. It's miles every day. <laughs> I don't even think so let's, so what, at what percentage of health does Miles have to be? To equal, do you think is 90% of Miles Josh Allen is 85, 80, 70? I, I'll know it when I see it, and I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. Wait, let me he's, ask you. He's not at that level. Uh, Based on what I saw Sunday, I don't know if it's 77, if it's 92. La- I don't know. Last but year. But you can look at it and say, oh, his get off his back. I- I'm with you. I'm, I'm he just can swim, that. move. I, he yeah. can do all the things with that left arm that he has to do. When he got into the accident last year, he put up some games where he had nothing. Terrible after it. Some, some was they Were they back-to-back? I think there was a stretch. Now, I don't know. Maybe we he have to go up, back and so look. So, he ended but. up the season with 16 sacks and 16 games last year. He came year. back but that and was like very But it, it, it took him a little bit to then get back on track. He had, I think it was two slow weeks where he did really nothing, then a slow for miles week, and then he was kind of back. It That's my memory of it, too. Three to without four looking weeks, at yeah. the, Without looking four. at the game-by-game box scores, I think you're, I think you're on to it. He was bad immediately after the car accident. Mm-hmm. We sat here yeah. and said he probably shouldn't be playing. Yep. I felt after watching him last Sunday, he probably shouldn't be playing. I think for he is one of the few players that openly discusses individual awards and what they mean to him. When you ask players that are in the running for the MVP, they almost never talk about it. They always deflect to team goals. Miles is different. Miles will openly embrace the idea that, oh, hell yeah, I want to be the DPOI. I like that, by the way. I, I don't <coughs> hate like it. Yeah, I no, don't no. hate it. I mean, I, I would much rather the team, uh, the players talk about team goals always every day. But I kind of like the fact that he is openly and in the public putting pressure on himself to be the best player in the league. Yeah. I think he's one of the few players that can do that. I just think it's different that he does that. So I think for him to sit out on Sunday he probably would have looked at that and said, well, that's a check in someone else's column to winning the DPOY and not mine, yeah. that I wasn't out on the field for every game. So I'm going to be present, and I'm going to do my best in that moment But I, because I think that might give me the better chance of winning the Defensive Player of the Year than if I take myself out of the mix. And honestly, I think that's the wrong call. I think you can be hurting your team in doing that. 
put a player in there that's 100% healthy. You can rest and get healthy yourself and then come back in the Jacksonville game and wreak havoc. You can still win the DPOY if you do. Yeah, I'm going to end it with this. At the end, at the conclusion of the Jacksonville game, Miles will be ahead of Josh Allen in sacks. I would love okay, that. Okay, good. I hope so. I would then love that. That would mean that you would be right You're in right. your argument yeah. and we would be wrong and that there's nothing I would like more than to be wrong. Have him go out there and dominate the game on Sunday. All right, uh, Anthony, what do we have? Uh, before we bring in here, Aditi here, guys, I just want to remind everybody that we do have a Browns post-game show, so when the Jacksonville game is done, you can join McNuggets, myself, on the reaction, and then you'll have McNuggets, Earl, and G for a full analysis of the game for about hour, hour and a half afterwards. Right starts at the two-minute warning. You don't want to miss it. And as Aditi gets ready here, we'll bring her in here.